Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a hospice social worker. And I'm Matt Childs. Hi, Matt. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. Glad to be back. Today, we're going to lighten it up a little bit, um, because the next couple of topics coming up, I think, are going to be a little more... Uh, difficult conversations. So we want to just throw in an episode here to to lighten things up and keep things happy. So for today we're going to talk about drunk history. A great show. <laughs> Comedy Central. Comedy Central. So first we want to start with a caveat. And we're going to be discussing a show that glorifies drinking in excess for amusement. So we don't want to be encouraging underage drinking. We don't want to be encouraging drinking in excess often because that's not good for you. And <clears throat> we also want to be supportive of our listeners uh, and be sensitive to those themselves or people that have friends or family members that have struggled with substance abuse. Yes, we understand uh, bad patterns are easily formed and shouldn't be glorified so much. Yeah, and you can certainly watch this show without being a drinker, and it still, I think, retains its value. Uh, but we did want to just have that caveat that we support listeners that do not imbibe. But that said, the beauty of drunk history, that is on Comedy Central, as you mentioned, it highlights the stories that really should be common knowledge, I think, but they're often not. What do you think about that? Yeah, and uh, very entertaining and educational, I found that I've learned things, and I'm, you know, I'm not upset that I didn't know them before, but I'm always like, holy crap, I didn't know I, that was how that story went. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's hilarious and interesting, and it really kind of forces you to pay attention because of the way the stories are told. And it really is educational. So I really wish we could show this in school. Yeah, happily surprisingly never educational, gonna happen. but yeah, it'll never be in schools. It, it really, it reminds me of a simpler version with Bill Nye and how he engages people with science. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He engages people in a way that is entertaining and fun and interesting. Yeah. And history in particular can be be very dry if you tell it in a certain way. Like the creator <clears throat> creator is uh, Derek Waters. Derek Waters, yes. And uh, not sure about his background, but I know that he's interested in history and having it told. <laughs> yes. So uh, they're currently uh, showing season six. The show started in 2013, and like you said, it's uh, hosted by Derek Waters. I don't know if he writes them all or... What? I know we saw him talking about it takes like six or eight hours to film one episode. Yeah, not sure of the process, whether he picks the stories and has them tell them, or if he has them pick their stories, but yeah, I've never been disappointed. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been disappointed by an episode. Yeah. So he meets with celebrities in their home, uh, where they both start drinking, and then the celebrities tell a story from history with an overlay of a reenactment. And that is also infused with celebrities and comedians. So some of the the reenactors they imitate everything that's said. So if you haven't seen this before, so it's basically a lip sync of is, the story yeah. being told by a, a really an obliterated 
inebriated person. Well, yeah. Inebriated, but still able to tell the story. Right. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> most episodes. <clears throat> but what's so, what's always so funny is that they also lip sync the burps and the stutters and the swear words. Yes. Oh, so great. All the blunders, the sometimes even the puking sounds. The offshoots when they just go on a tangent. Right. In the middle of... Yeah, they're, if they're talking to Derek all of a sudden in the middle of the story, then the reenactors, it kind of goes back and forth between the reenactor and some the Some of the person. most amusing moments, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the celebrities that have been storytellers include Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, comedian Jen Kirkman, comedian Natasha Lazaro, uh, comedian and host of The Read, Crystal West, Paget Brewster, Amber Ruffin, and Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, and a myriad of other uh, probably so, talented so writers, <laughs> and uh, I've seen some uh, commercial, like regular commercial ad uh, actors and mm -hmm. people who are probably comedic writers in a lot of ways are involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are uh, the co-hosts, if you will, the t people telling the stories. Phil Hendry did one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many more celebrities in the reenactments. So, Colin Hanks has done a few. Jason Momoa was in one of your favorite ones. Where Who, yeah, who did he play? Do you um, remember? Pirate John Lafitte. Yes. Great <clears throat> episode. Uh, Jack McBrayer, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld. Westworld. Uh, and she was great. Mandy Moore, Octavia Spencer, Terry Crews, Lisa Bonet. Nick Offerman, did you know he was in? Occasionally, yeah. It, it's, it's fun to be surprised by some of the... Uh, Reenactors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder and Owen Wilson. Oh, I forgot to mention also Tiffany Haddish was one of the um, storytellers. Oh, yeah. I feel like I need to go back because some of the people I might not have known at the time told the stories and I've learned about more people, so I feel like I need to go back and watch all the seasons. It's fun to <clears throat> see the reruns. I mean, it's fun to watch an episode you've already seen before. It's a great, great, amusing show. And it's history, so it doesn't get old. Right. <laughs> it's not like the news today where if you didn't watch it the same day, it's old already and, you know, out of the news. These stories are forever. They're stories that, like you said, it can never get old to watch them. So. Yeah, I thought Rosa Parks was the pioneer of sitting on the bus. Oh, that's the one I didn't write down. So let's start out with that one. I, I wanted to transition into some of our favorite memorable uh, episodes so that... I were encouraging people to watch it if they hadn't by telling them these. And yes, the the educational part, right? Everybody thinks of Rosa Parks. Like she uh, she did it through her own volition, but it was actually an organized they picked her to do that on that day mm -hmm. on that bus. Right. And specifically. And no shade to Rosa Parks. She was amazing. She's an amazing freedom fighter and yes. a great person in history. But people should also know about Claudette Colvin. Yes, Claudette Colvin was a young high school girl. Was she girl. 15? Yes. And she was the one first that she, I think she had been working in the office with Rosa Parks, if I remember the story. And she had been on the bus and had been, I feel like she was arrested also. Something happened. With her, and she came back and told Rosa and the rest of the team. Yes, they stopped the bus and had her physically removed from the bus. Right. So, although Rosa Parks did participate in this movement, of course, um, 
People should know the name Claudette Colvin. And why am I hearing about it? From Drunk History, for crying out loud. <laughs> right. why is I this? should know this. <laughs> I should know this. Yes, we should all know this. <laughs> so these are the kind of things that we're saying. Like, yes, the show is funny. Of course, it's for comedic value and people are drunk and ridiculous. But it really is doing an educational job by telling you about people you really should know about. Yeah, there's a reason it's on Comedy Central. Because it's funny and you will laugh. Yeah, but you'll also learn. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to... Oh, I can't believe I didn't write that one down. That was one of the more important ones. So, uh, recently in season six here, episode four was called Trailblazers. And this one discussed Bessie Coleman. She was the first African-American female and also the first Native American to hold a pilot's license. Needed, And she needed to go to France to do this because no American school would take her. And she ended up getting an international license in 1921. Tragically, um, I think it was only five or six years later, she ended up dying in a plane crash. But why don't we know about the first African-American female to hold a pilot's license? First female American pilot. American, yeah. So, and the fact that she had to go to another country to get this. Yes. Incredible. In that same episode, they talked about the Little Rock Nine. Now, you may or may not have heard about the Little Rock Nine specifically. You have probably heard about when schools started to be integrated instead of segregated. George Wallace and all that. George Wallace, yeah. Most people, I think, at least Gen Xers and before have heard about George Wallace. But why have I not heard these people's names? Why don't I know a single one of these people's names? The fact that the National Guard had to be involved, President Eisenhower was involved. This is something that should be taught. I don't care about the Bay of Pigs invasion in whenever. That's what history class felt like to me when I think back on when I learned history. It was dates and things. It wasn't people, stories, and making me want to know it. These were nine high school-aged children that showed up, well, they showed up once and were turned away. They showed up again. How many times was it? Three or four times? It was a couple times before the National Guard got there. And then there was like a thousand National Guard people. And even after that, it wasn't like day one, they get into the school and everything's fine. Once they got in, they were treated <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is just as horribly. This is 1957. So this is before the Civil Rights Act was signed into law. This was rough times. And... They were harassed constantly. So I'm going to take the time right now to read their names because I think people should know them. Please do. <laughs> so their names are Ernest Green, Elizabeth Eckford, Jefferson Thomas, Terrence Roberts, Carlotta Walls Lanier, Minnie Jean Brown, Gloria Ray Karlmark, Thelma Mothershed, and Melba Patio Beals. Those are the names of the Little Rock Nine. And those are heroes. They are amazing. They were eventually recognized by, I don't remember which president, do you remember? It was fairly recent. So I think they're all still with us. Good question. Yeah. Well, watch the episode on Drunk History and it'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Little Rock Nine. The next episode I wrote down was season six, episode three, entitled Baseball. And you knew who this person was right away 
I had heard the name, but I wasn't aware of the significance. So this part of the episode was the Black Sox scandal. And this is when I'm first hearing that Jackie Robinson was not the first African-American baseball player. Wait, so different story, but same episode. No. Oh, is he, it? He wasn't part of the Black Sox scandal. Oh, okay. He was the first. What, which one was the Black Sox scandal? That was uh, the manager, or I'm sorry, not the manager, the owner of the team was not paying them anywhere near what professional athletes should be paid. Oh, I see. And they realized... Maybe I was drinking when we watched it. I think this the mob came to them and said, why don't you throw the game? We'll pay oh, you, we'll that, pay you okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. more than your owner is even paying you. Because you throw the game, we win all the bets, we pay you. Right. And so the first time in the history of a uh, uh, game steeped in tradition yeah, that the players were with the organized mob <laughs> making a deal to throw a baseball game. That's crazy. And it was a World Series, so seven games, or six, I don't know how many games they threw it in four. I'm not sure for a fact. They threw the whole World Series? It wasn't just one game? It was the World Series. Oh, wow. This was in, I don't know if it's the teens or the 20s, early, yeah. early. 1900s. Yeah. And Shoeless Joe Jackson was one of the players. And that's kind of the... I don't know why he's kind of singled out in my head as as one of the guys. But he was one of the better players on that team that all decided... They banded together and said... Right. All right. We'll play the games, but we're not going to win. Was Shoeless Joe Jackson the African-American player? No. What was his... That's who I was looking for earlier. Joe Jackson was a white guy. All right, we're going to pause for a moment. Okay, so I was incorrect. Who I was thinking was, and you're probably all yelling at me because you probably know this, but Moses Fleetwood Walker was the first African-American baseball player. And this was uh, someone born in 1856. So, yeah, it was in 1860s, 70s, 80s, something like that when he was playing. Yeah, he played in 1884 for the Toledo Blue Stockings. And so after he was playing, they said, no more African-American players in baseball. Maybe there wasn't an actual, you know, like, release of that statement, but they didn't hire any more African-American players. So I'm reading this on Wikipedia since I was making sure I knew the name of it, but he was the last African-American player to play before Jackie Robinson. so And before because, the Negro Leagues. Right, right. Because there was a ban right. on people. Because the teams wouldn't play the other teams that had black right. players. I'm not Is that going right? on the field with that man on the field. Right. right. But it's still, regardless of my mess up of the storytelling, it's an important story to know. And... When you hear about African-American baseball players, the only person that everybody thinks of is Jackie Robinson, who, again, just like Rosa Parks, is an important figure in history, but it doesn't mean there's not people that did things prior to him that are important to know. Right. He officially broke the color barrier in that age because that's when people were becoming aware of the color barrier. Yeah. And think about the 1880s and how close that was to the Civil War. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Baseball's an old game. It is. But so is racism. <laughs> racism is a very old game. <laughs> yeah. Still being played. 
So the next episode I have written down is season five, episode nine, and this is the Hamilton episode. I love that episode. So Lynn Manuel Miranda is hilarious. Oh, the actress's name that I can't think of. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, she She's... played maybe on um, the the. Okay. okay, so she was maybe on Arrested Development. Her. The actress's name is Aliyah Shawcat. I think I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But, A-L-I-A. But she is the one who plays Hamilton <clears throat> and is great. Yeah. It's amazing. And I have to be honest, this is really the first time I even understood who Hamilton and Aaron Burr were. Yeah, and Aaron Burr is played by uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yes. From... Uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. They are hilarious Legion. together, but... I mean, I really did not know anything about Hamilton. I mean, obviously, we don't live in New York. I'm not spending super money to go see Hamilton. But I, did, I mean, I know he's a figure in history. I had no idea. Now, personally, on my side, I did a, a small report in, I think it was probably junior high, on Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. And, uh, so you so knew I, the story. I knew the whole Aaron Burr story, the duel. Yeah. I didn't know about as much as they put into this episode. <laughs> and so you did a really report great. and you didn't know as much as And I haven't history. seen Hamilton either, so yeah, but Yeah. I knew a little bit about Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, but yeah, this episode is gold. And who was it that called Lynn Manuel Miranda in the middle middle of the episode? <laughs> it was uh Was it Questlove? Yes, Questlove, yeah. Oh man. From the roots. That was so great. Just called him to say hello apparently and then Lynn Manuel Miranda is like <laughs> I'm, I'm doing drunk history. I'm doing drunk history right now, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so great. Uh, yeah, it was a really great. That was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, super cool. I feel like that was a longer episode too. I think that was like the whole episode was just him. Yeah, usually they're a half hour. I think that one was an hour. I, I think. Or at the usually the episodes are half an hour, and there's maybe two or three stories. And no, I think that might have been a whole episode been... devoted to that story. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I think it, so. It was worth every oh, moment. Yeah. Linwell Miranda's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Episode. <laughs> so great. If nothing else makes you want to watch Drunk History, it should be the Hamilton episode. True. So, season three, episode four uh, is called Spies. And this is one that Crystal from The Read uh, was the storyteller. And this one is about Harriet. There's one of the stories is about Harriet Tubman, oh. who was played by Octavia Spencer. Absolutely perfect. Which, I mean, if that wasn't enough, Octavia Spencer is amazing. And she was just spot on. It was so great. Yeah. And yeah. also, more than I knew ever about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, so much more to the story of Harriet Tubman than I ever got in school. It is amazing to me that a half an hour show that has two or three stories in it can give me more information than years of high school. And maybe we did get it and didn't process it, or who knows, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm sticking with, I heard about Harriet Tubman, but I absolutely did not know all of the story of her. A lot of times this show, Drunk History, is the story behind the story, or the story within the story, Mm -hmm. or so much more to this story. It's so great. Right. Or it's telling more about the people... That were other parts or before the story, like yeah. Claudette Colvin. A little bit of background. Things yeah. that we should know. Yes. All right. And the last episode I have written down here is the drunk one of the specials, Drunk History Christmas Special. 
And there was three stories in the Christmas special. The first one was George Washington crossing the Delaware, which, again, I know he crossed the Delaware, <laughs> had zero idea that it was Christmas. On Christmas, yeah. How did I not know that? How did I not know that? It was icy. Yeah, well, I didn't know that either, because all I ever see is that big picture of him on the boat. Yeah. And that's all I know about the Delaware, until I watched Drunk History. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah, they weren't just out there fishing. <laughs> And that was a great story, too. Like, trickery. Yep. And it saved a lot of lives, the way right. that they did it. They took booze over to the to the English <laughs> so and great. let them get drunk. <sighs> so great. So. And the second story was Charles Dickens and all about how he wrote the Christmas Carol. And that's the one where Phil Hendry, the radio host, uh, talk show host... But Colin... Colin Hanks was Colin Hanks Charles Dickens. Was Charles Dickens in the reenactment. Uh, he was brilliant. And, yeah, again, more to the story. Like, I didn't know that A Christmas Carol was, you know, likely never going to be published if he hadn't done what he'd done. Yeah, his career was basically over with, and he was grasping at straws to write something new. Yeah. And then he wrote this thing in, like, two days or something. It was a short amount of time, yeah. <laughs> and then it was brilliant. And uh, I think he published, he, he didn't have a publisher, so he had to publish it with his own money. Yeah, he had to self-publish, and even though he was a hit. household name at that point. Yeah. They still were like, no, this is a dumb story. And it, it went like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a great story. And then uh, a really great third story for the special was Teddy Roosevelt's ban on Christmas trees. Yes. And how all of his little children tricked him into having a Christmas tree in the White House. And that's what started it all. Yeah, I had no idea that uh, Mr. Rough Rider, Teddy Roosevelt, had so many kids. <laughs> yes. Let alone kids that were just dying to have a tree. And he banned Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's more about Teddy Roosevelt on Drunk History. They, they did that one episode where it talks about how the national parks were saved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that. So. He went out camping with the guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. Another great episode. Yeah. All great episodes. So if you haven't yet, please indulge yourself in at least one Drunk History. You can even just Google Drunk History and scroll through the episodes and find one before you just randomly pick one to see if you like something, one of the stories. But you won't be disappointed. Quite frankly, it's it's... Really feels great to get some of black history that I never, ever would have gotten at all. Yeah. And speaking of black history, we just finished watching Black Klansman. Oh, yeah. Spike Lee movie. Took it's, us a little while to get to that. Yep. It's been on my list for a while, and it finally came out on, uh, on demand. So uh, we sat down and watched it. It was so... Great performances. Yes, amazing performances. It was it was dramatic. It was funny. It was suspenseful. I found out that there's another Buscemi. <laughs> I did not know either. That should have been a drunk history episode. Why is there a second Buscemi? I was like, is that Steve Buscemi disguised as someone else? I really, no? I really thought it was Steve Buscemi. No, it was Michael Buscemi. Yeah, who knew? After all this time that there was another one. But yes, the son of Denzel Washington, great, great performance. Mm-hmm. And Adam Driver. Adam Driver. 
All of them. I mean, Topher Grace playing David Duke. Yes. Oh, I honestly, the first thing I said after we watched it was, actually, we weren't even done with it. I said, I think I need therapy after seeing this movie. Yeah, it was a bit of a jagged pill to swallow. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's a, if you haven't seen it or heard of it, Black Klansman is based on a true story, uh, also written by the person that the true story was about, who Ron is Stallworth. Ron Stallworth. And he was a police officer that ended up doing some undercover work. And him and his partner, Ron Stallworth, was black. And First black police officer in the on the Colorado Springs police force. Mm -hmm. And he worked in conjunction with, because he was able to quote-unquote speak white, he was in touch with the KKK. And uh, with the help of, a, I'm assuming that part is true, a Jewish white Cop yeah, I can't went think undercover. They would from that part of the story. Yeah. Um, so that's what the story's about, is this infiltration of the KKK from a black man and a Jewish man. And it really, I mean, there, there are some moments of levity, but it really does paint a good picture, I think a good picture, of both the black power movement and the white power movement at the same time, like concurrently in the sixties and seventies, I guess it probably I think was. It was in, set in the seventies. Uh, what was happening on both sides and especially that one scene, uh, where he's basically being anointed into the group. So that's not really a spoiler, <laughs> but it's really not my spoilers in KKK or in black plans. Oh but, yeah. Okay. Um, when he's doing that, and there's another speaker, the older man is speaking at the Black Power rally. Powerful. But the cut between both of them was really just genius, and it made you really feel like what's going on with the two sides. And yeah, Spike Lee, <clears throat> great directing. Yeah, this is really a great movie, and I think everyone should watch it just for historical context, but also, if you're white, you should watch this. Um because it's important to see, the, especially the very end, and that's the spoiler I don't want to give away, but it does tie it in to now. Racism is not over. Racism is not dead. There are still Klan rallies. There are still cross burnings. There, I mean, shout out to W. Kamau Bell. I can't even believe he did that episode. I'm so glad he came out of it unscathed. On United Shades of America. Uh, that was an incredible episode. Um, but it's still going on today. You, We sometimes have a tendency to forget when it's not in our front yard that this is not still happening. It's still happening. It's alive and well. And sometimes it's sneaky racism. And sometimes it's completely overt and in your face. And for people of color that have to experience big and small of this every day of their lives. Um, it's a good reminder for those of us that don't have to look at that or face that every day to know that it does still exist and it's existed for a long, long, long time. I think it's a very good idea for all of us to be aware that this is constantly going on. Watching new perspectives can never hurt you. Um, it's, it's painful to listen to, I gotta say. Listening to the, the hateful rhetoric 
I don't know how those actors did it. I I can imagine if I was that actor, <laughs> those actors, I would seriously need some therapy. Yeah, yeah. It was... It, it's not an easy watch, it's, <laughs> but it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable for... I'm assuming most white people. I think Spike Lee accomplished what he was trying to do. Yeah, great, Very well. great job. And I completely understand why it's been nominated for so many things. So, yeah, if you can, get out there and see it. At the very, very least, get out and see Drunk History. Yeah, it's just Comedy Central. You can, you can find it. Yep, you Lots can find it on demand. On you can find it on your computer. So Thoroughly enjoyable. <clears throat> that's a little lighter. <laughs> yeah. You can always pop in and watch, you know, even if you've got 10, 15 minutes, you can watch one of the stories on drug history. And I think after watching Black Plants, we might need to load some up and watch them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have any comments or you've seen any of these episodes or you've seen Black Klansman, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at someday.willallbedead.com. You can find us on Facebook slash someday.willallbedead. And you can find us on Twitter at SomedayDeadPC. Please go watch Drunk History because uh, it's important to remember your history so we don't repeat it. It's important to have a laugh. Yeah, reach out. We want to hear from you because, yeah. There's enough bad things in the world, so try to have some enjoyment in it and live your life. Try to make things better for other people. Why should we do that? Because someday... We'll, we'll all be, be dead. dead.